With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 177 of Cowboys Drive and Free the Podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. As always, I'm joined by Philip Slavin. We apologize for the uh, the unexpected hiatus that we took. It's been almost a month and a half since we last recorded something. My work schedule got a little busy and we couldn't quite find a time. And then Philip uh, and his wife have a second child at home now. How is the little one doing and how is Pippa handling being the big sister now? Uh, Pippa's good. You know, it took a couple of days, but she's, she's fine. She's doing a good job. She loves being helpful. Um, everyone's like, oh, she loves her baby sister. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't confuse her like giving her sister kisses and hugs and pats and things or bringing her pacifier. It's not because she loves her sister. It's because Pippa loves the uh, attention of doing helpful things. So right. it, is, it is purely like selfish reasons for her, for her actions. But I'll take it at this point. Just, you know, 18 month old newborn i am not going to apologize for us not having a podcast a it's not like we had a lot to talk about it was all speculative and b uh you know it's not like i'm sleeping all that well so but here we are we have some things to talk about now yeah i i think we did need a little bit of a break because i think you and i we, we kind of talked about it that you know we did nearly three and a half months of just reaching for content and trying to talk about something and i think it just i think we both kind of reached a point of burnout um, but we do have things to talk about now uh it looks like, at least at this point, we're going to have a, a football season in the Big 12. It's going to be the mm-hmm. 9 plus mm-hmm. one, conference, no, uh, one non-conference game, and then the conference slate with a bye week in there. You know, the, it, after the Big 10 and the Pac-12 canceled, I felt that it was just going to be inevitable that everyone else was going to do it. But it seems like the, the other three power five conferences, the SEC, ACC, and the Big 12, are going to continue with the football season. So with the information we have presented now, let's let's talk about it as if we are going to play 10 football games this season which is exciting i i i won't lie when i said that i had a big smile on my face like you normally do uh when you see uh scheduling stuff put out so it was a it was a good start to my morning that's for sure yeah look let's just get this other way a schedule coming out doesn't mean the season will happen or start on time as i've seen there is an option to start the season even later if need be um there's a lot Things change all the time, but for now, uh, they're going to try. They're going to give it a shot. Bullsby's made it basically made the comment like they just don't like, talked about spring season. They just don't see it, and I, I agree. I don't. I don't think a spring season is really feasible unless you're playing a six-game schedule. That doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about that. We have a, a football schedule to talk about. We have a men's non-conference basketball schedule we can talk about. Um, if we have time, we can talk other things too. I've had a lot of thought about recruiting lately, but. <clears throat> we've got a schedule in front of us. Um, and I'll just say this, my initial reaction when it came out, obviously Oklahoma State going to open this, the, uh, the, the season against Tulsa on September 12th. That game was scheduled there. That's pretty much been the non-conference game everyone has figured Oklahoma State would stick with. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Oklahoma State and Tulsa have a good relationship. 
a big thing for picking your non-conference team is to pick a team that will work within what the Big 12 expects as far as testing protocols and, and how to handle their team and their players. Tulsa and Oklahoma State have a good relationship. Um, that game is in state. It makes a lot of sense. So uh, I'm glad that that game is there because it also means that OSU has one of the better non-conference games in the Big 12. Um, the ones we know so far, Oklahoma's going to have Missouri State for a lot of different reasons, but, you know, meh. Uh, West Virginia's going to have Eastern Kentucky, okay. Texas Tech's going to have Houston Baptist, okay. TCU's going to have Tennessee Tech, okay. So that's, that's four FCS opponents. Uh, we have not had a confirmation as far as Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, or Kansas. Kansas State going to play Arkansas State. I like that one. That was a good fun. one. That's a fun one. Um, if uh, let's put it this way, Texas is going to play UTEP. It's just a matter of handling the logistics of that and waiting to see what Conference USA fin- actually finally like totally decides this week. Um, if they're going to play this season, Texas will play UTEP. They don't have a game on the 12th. Their game against North Nevada got canceled when the Mountain West decided to cancel season. So Texas is going to play UTEP. Uh, Baylor, no idea. Kansas is trying to get Southern Illinois to move the game to the 12th. They're trying to make that work. They want to play an FCS team. They want to play a game they can win. So Kansas is not locked anything down. Um, and if what I'm hearing about Iowa State is correct as far as the non-conference opponent, I would move their game to the top of the list as far as best non-cons for the Big 12. I'm not going to say who that is. Let's just say it is from a team down south, okay? Fair enough, okay. So OSU Tulsa to open the season. Um, and then we have a conference. Let me just ask you this. Um, as, as, as trying to figure out this year how to judge Oklahoma State's conference schedule, which would you uh, rather have? Would you rather have a, a team that's replacing a lot, be it on the field or on coaching staff or both, early in this season, um, before they, or would you rather have when they haven't had as much time on the field together to gel, or would you rather have them later in the season when you've had an opportunity to get more tape on them? Hmm. I would say just with how chaotic things have been, I think in a normal season, like we would have, like in previous years, I would want to see that team at the end of the year because you have more tape on them. But I think in a season like this where everyone's kind of – they're starting to get into to workouts, but there's still a little bit of a scramble. There's still a little bit of uh, volatility to the way things are going. I would want to play them early on because they haven't quite gelled. Coaching staff hasn't quite gelled. And with the way Oklahoma State is set up right now, with a, you know pretty much the same coaching staff and you're returning 20 of 22 starters or something like that, I feel pretty good about going out on the field with that team against someone that you may not know a lot more about because I think Oklahoma State would find a way to succeed in that environment. So I kind of agree. And, and I've seen some people who like OSU schedule because they will allow them to have time to get tape on Texas and tape on Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler. And I think I kind of disagree. Um, I'm fine with West Virginia in the beginning of the season. I think Oklahoma State should beat West Virginia anyways especially at home this year. Uh, I know OSU hasn't won a conference opener since 2015. I'm going to go ahead and say that they win this one. Um, West Virginia is a team that I would rather play earlier in the season than later. They're a team that can show last year they got better as the year went on. I think they'll do that this year as well. I'm glad to have them early. Kansas as a road game on October 3rd is the biggest waste of time to have them early. You could say, well, it's an opportunity to get practice in, to continue to develop your team. Um, I hate it. I wish 
Kansas. I, I wish we played Kansas later. later. That, that's yes. a win no matter where it is on your schedule. I agree. Um, you get an off week and then you go to Baylor. I'm fu- Baylor, I would rather have had Baylor where Kansas is because, again, whole new coaching staff. Hasn't had time to gel together. I know they have Charlie Brewer, who's an experienced quarterback, um, which is a similar thing we'll talk about with Texas. But I, I'm glad that they're early in this season and we'll have had three games um, to play. But I, I kind of wish that – I kind of wish Baylor was where Kansas was uh, as opposed to where they are there. Uh, Baylor will also have an off week before they face Oklahoma State. So both teams coming on off, off coming off of an off week when they face each other. I, uh, yeah, I, I would I would rather Baylor early is fine. That's what you want. Um, Texas home game moved up to Halloween. That's fine. Again, probably would have liked them a little bit earlier as well as a team that's got a lot of stuff to figure out. But moving them up from the end of the season to Halloween is is nice. Um, OU pushed all the way back to November twenty first. Um, Texas Tech is now the November uh, the Thanksgiving game, and then you end things at TCU. So you went from starting this the conference schedule at TCU to now ending the conference schedule at TCU. <clears throat> I'm okay with Texas Tech and TCU down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Texas Tech will beat up by that time. TCU worries me a little bit because they'll be. I think they will have figured a lot of things out on offense, so that game could be interesting. I wish we got OU earlier because Spencer Rattler – OU is always at their best by the end of the season. Yeah. Spencer Rattler is going to be humming. I didn't think OSU would win that game either way, but I kind of hate that. Um, but the one thing I do like, if you look at the schedule, every back-to-back road game Oklahoma State has, the off week falls in the between. They do not play – a road game in two consecutive weeks. So you home game, road game, off week, road game, home, home, road, off, road, home, road. So you do not have to play road games in simultaneous weeks. Baylor has to, uh, Kansas has to, Iowa State has to, OU has to, Kansas State has to, um, Texas Tech has to, uh, West Virginia doesn't, but Oklahoma State is one of the few teams that does not have to play road games in consecutive weeks kansas uh, so uh, that is a that was a nice thing the big 12 did for oklahoma state again i'm nitpicking here and maybe it will be nice maybe you're still getting texas early enough and maybe you'll have enough tape to know i mean i feel like you should have a pretty good idea of what mike your stitch is going to do at texas right um so having tape on them may not be all that necessary so i i it's a love-hate relationship with the schedule there's some positives it's not my favorite it could have been better to benefit Oklahoma State. But if I look at this schedule, the way it's stacked up, um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about record. I'm going to put OU's loss that's on the road. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a 3-0 and start. Uh, I don't love that Iowa State gets an off week before they come to Stillwater. Um, so OSU will go to Baylor and then have Iowa State and then Texas and then go to Kansas State for another idle week. Um, OU gets an idle week before uh, before Bedlam. That's fine. I'm trying to see if there's any other situations. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other situations of OSU playing a team off of an idle week where they didn't also have an idle week. Uh, yes, uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech will be in Stillwater. They will have had their off week before they come to Stillwater to play. So two situations where OSU gets the home game, but they'll be facing a team off of, a, of an off week 
both in the case of Texas Tech and Iowa State, which in theory benefits the other team, right? Sometimes that's a little overstated, but yeah. Yeah, I I think the the biggest thing with Texas Tech, and I I agree with that game, like that's a winnable game for Oklahoma State. I I have my only hesitation would be if, if Alan Bowman stays healthy, which is a huge if because he hasn't the last two years, by that time, if he stays healthy the whole season, he's probably going to be humming because that dude is incredibly talented. So that would be my only hesitation with that game. Um, the, I think moving Texas up is going to help Oklahoma State. I wouldn't like Texas at the end of the year, especially if it was going to be for a spot at, in the conference championship. But I think that's what it end up, would end up being. I think OU wins the conference. And then if you have OU or Texas at the end of that season, um, that would be a essentially a play-in game. And I don't think Oklahoma State would play well in that scenario. So I think moving them up gives Oklahoma State a little bit of a better shot uh, early on in the season. It's, you know, just one of those games where I think Texas could slip up. Moving OU back, I don't think it really matters. Uh, I think Oklahoma State would have a better chance playing them in the middle of October, like we talked about back in the spring mm-hmm. when the schedule first came out. OU, we, as we mentioned, uh, OU usually has a game where they stumble in October. And that probably could have been the Oklahoma State's best shot. Moving them back, like you said, Spencer Rattler's going to be going. Lincoln Riley's going to know how to put him in the best. Even if he's not playing that well, Lincoln Riley's still going to know how to scheme up something to where he'll still find a way to throw for 400 yards on us or something. I, I don't think that Oklahoma State's going to win that game at all. But then again, I'm not going to pick Oklahoma State to beat OU in any scenario. So uh, that's kind of my biggest thing. Where for you – is your biggest like slip up, I guess, like the game that you would not like the game that we are, that we've seen over the last three or four years where how the heck did Oklahoma State lose that game? Would you, do you have one in there that you think? Um, I mean, if I'm trying to pick, I don't, it's hard to pick those. You could say West Virginia because Big 12, oh, she hasn't won a conference opener in, since 2015 to home game against West Virginia. They shouldn't lose that game. If we're still trying to find like a absolutely should not lose that game. That's option one. Uh, you could argue at Kansas, maybe they'll be better with Brent Deerman now as the OC full-time and haven't had a full, I mean, I say a full offseason. Had done it for long enough now that they could be going, and it's on the road night. It's Kansas, but if we're trying to pick that game, um, you should win at Baylor. You should. Off and on a week with everything they're going to have to deal with, as many players as they lost, whole new coaching staff, you should win at Baylor. The ones I would look at, the games that I had as W's before the season that I would be concerned with now based off the timing would be Iowa State. I know it's at home, but you're coming off a road game and Iowa State gets the off week before they come to Stillwater to play. Um, and similarly, I hate saying this because there's no reason they should have lost in the last two years in a row, but Texas Tech. I don't know that Alan Bowman will be healthy. I don't. I'll believe it when I see it. That's the thing. It's a big if. But it's another, again, a similar situation of Oklahoma State coming off a road game against Oklahoma, coming home to face a Texas Tech team that had a week off before facing them. That looks like a dangerous situation to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of my feeling with both the Iowa State and Texas Tech games of – you shouldn't lose. I don't think you should lose those games. Um, I don't think you should lose to Iowa State. It might be a close game as usual. I don't think you should lose to Texas Tech this year. But coming off of a road game, and to Texas Tech one, if you want me to pick the one that I don't think they should lose, that I, I would circle, 
coming off of Bedlam on the road to face a team at home, but they've had an off week to prepare for you. Even if, so even if they don't have Bowman, if they had to bring someone in to fill it in, in that week or something like now they've had time to prepare that player. I just, that game, that Texas tech game on Thanksgiving concerns me. Right. That game, that game concerns me more than it should. On the road at Kansas State is always a concern. Um, yeah, that, that, see, that, that's where I'm going with it, is I think that's the game that I think Oklahoma State could slip up. I think Oklahoma State's the better team. Uh, but you get Chris Kleiman in year two with the guys they have. Because I don't think Skylar Thompson's anything special, but, I mean, see what he did when he was a freshman against us. Good God. Well, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, they're always going to play Oklahoma State tough. They always do. Last year was a little. Well, they're weird, always good at so. home. It's it's a. They're, they're always good Manhattan at home. Is always, uh, yeah. yeah, Manhattan's always a weird place to play, but I think it's going to be more of. I think Oklahoma State beats Texas. I, I just I think Oklahoma State finds a way to beat Texas, and that's going to you know it's going to be the high there, and then they're going to try they're going to have to try and ride that momentum, and we see sometimes that Oklahoma State gets that big win that they probably shouldn't get, and then the next week they're completely let down. Uh, I think we've seen that. I would have to look back at historical trends, but I feel like that happens more often than not. So that would be something to look at there. That's the one game that I think really could slip up for Oklahoma State. You know, looking at the schedule, they really didn't do Oklahoma any favors. So they opened the conference play, Kansas State at home, at Iowa State, Texas in the Cotton Bowl, Idle Week, at TCU at Texas Tech in consecutive weeks. And then in the year with OSU at home, at West Virginia, Baylor at home. I don't like OU's going to win the Big 12 as usual, barring, barring injury, games, whatever, whatever. Like the things that you have can't use to try and predict the season. Right. But from a schedule standpoint, K-State at home, at Iowa State, Texas and Cotton Bowl, Idle Week, off week, and then back-to-back road games for home game against Kansas. That's, that's a, that is a, it's not a favor to Oklahoma, no. um, which is fine. I'm not like. Not going to complain about that at all. No, boo-hoo. But. But you can say the same thing about TCU. Home for Iowa State, at Texas, home for Kansas State. Actually, that's a really nice start for TCU. That's a really nice – you get Iowa State early at home. You go to Texas early, and then you get – yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. I – like, OSU should beat Tulsa. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, In a 10-game schedule, assuming all 10 games get played, even though I really don't think all 10 will – um, if I'm going to predict what I have in front of me, I, I really want to say eight and two, but I kind of am weirdly between eight and two and seven and three. I'm not, I'm not sure you're going to lose to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like that Iowa state game now, how it falls. Um, even though I think we overhype Iowa state a lot over the last few years, Come talk to me when they win nine regular season games. Um, I don't like the Iowa State game where it is now. And there's just it's someone it, there's going to get tripped up somewhere. That game they shouldn't lose. They shouldn't lose at Baylor. They yeah. shouldn't lose to Texas Tech. They probably shouldn't lose at TCU at the end of the season. But it's just with this with this year as it is, seven and three feels right. Yeah. Um, eight and two feels like best scenario. Yeah. I, I, and I think this team falls in that best scenario. I think I, I think you lose Oklahoma, no no shit. And then 
I think it's probably the Kansas State game more than likely. I think that's the game where Oklahoma State trips up. I think they're going to play well enough early in the season where I think they go and they beat Baylor. I think Baylor's going to – because of all the turnover they have, their new coaching staff and a ton mm-hmm. of starters mm-hmm. lost. I don't know if they're going to be able to – I think them falling early on the Oklahoma State schedule, I think that plays into Oklahoma State's favor. Whether or not – I think the Iowa State game is essentially a toss-up, but because Oklahoma State's at home, I'll give it up to 51-49 OSU on that side. Texas Tech at the end of the season, we'll see. I think it's going to depend on whether Alan Bowman's beat up or not. I think that's really going to be the deciding factor in that game because I think that game can end up being a toss-up if Bowman is healthy, which is a huge if, as I mentioned earlier. TCU would be interesting, but I think Oklahoma State's still a better team on that on that burn, even a road game on, at the end of the year. So right now I'm sticking with eight and two, but I, I think seven and three is a distinct possibility as well. But I think just the way the schedule falls at this point, I'm going to go eight and two. Eight and two depending upon who you lose to get you in the big 12. Yes, big 12 take the non-conference game out. Seven and two, depending upon who the losses are to get you in the big 12 title game. It's so cool. Yep. If one of them is OU to me, if you can beat Texas and Iowa state, both of who you get home. With, I don't like that Iowa state game. I don't like how it falls. Um, if you can beat Iowa state and Texas to me, you get it. You have to beat Texas. I really think it's beat Iowa State. I've I've struggled with team that could rise up a la Baylor last year and get there. Mm-hmm. Like the team that has faced Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship game since they brought it back has was picked outside of the top three in the preseason. I think it was like the preseason four, five, and six the last three years. Now you could say it's small sample size, so be it. That's a trend, um, but that's just that, that. But three years now, that's more. That feels like the norm. And in a year like this, who the heck knows? I think OSU is going to benefit from having so much come back this year. I know you're making a transition to an offensive coordinator, but he's at least familiar with the program. Um, I, I think OSU's in a good. Has been in one of the best spots to handle not having spring, not having summer. Um, having this shortened season. I wish Texas was earlier on the schedule. I wish Oklahoma was earlier on the schedule. You're going to face Oklahoma twice either way. So, you know, even if you beat them in the regular season, you still got to face them in the Big 12 title game if you get there, assuming it happens. I, I don't hate this schedule. I just see trip-up spots that make me go 7-3 and three feels like if you do worse than that, it's a failed season. Obviously, barring someone getting COVID or a whole – position group getting wiped out or games getting canceled. I get all that. Um, seven and three feels like it should be your floor with everything coming back and the, the, where you should benefit from this. Eight and two feels if things are right. I just, recent history tells me OSU struggles in conference openers. OSU drops a game they shouldn't every year. I don't know which game that's going to be if I had to predict. God, I hate that Texas Tech game. I, I, yeah. I will say that. No, the fact if- that they lost to him twice, but man. Yeah, I, I will say, I think that if the West Virginia game was later on in the season, I would 100% think that West Virginia would probably win that game. But I think early on in the season, um, I feel a little bit better about it. I think Neil Brown in year two is going to get them moving in the right direction, but I don't think they're going to be on that kind of that upward trend. I bet on the latter half of the season, we're going to look at West Virginia as a decent team, but I don't think I don't think early on that they're going to be. It's like we talked about with the um, – when you asked me the, the initial question, yeah. we talked about kind of how things go. 
But I just don't, I just don't know it early on in year two. I don't think they're going to be there quite yet. I think Oklahoma State's just clearly the better team in that spot. At home, West in Stillwater, like they'll, they should continue to trend better. But OSU should beat West OSU has the two games on the schedule I absolutely would circle as W's to start the season. Yeah. That's what frustrates me. I would be fine with West Virginia later because it's home. If you flip-flop Texas Tech and West Virginia, it's 8-2 and two all day. Mm-hmm. I, I will pick 8-2 and two all day long. If you flip-flop Texas Tech and West Virginia, which I kind of wish they would have. Give me Texas Tech as the uh, conference opener. I know that didn't work out a couple of years ago, but give me Texas Tech early and then give me West Virginia late at home. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. Um, but that's not what happened. And it's just, and it is when you get teams. So we'll see. I don't, we're going to, in theory, we have football. We want to take a <clears throat> commercial break and then uh, do a basketball non-con. Yep. We will talk about my, basketball non-con. My favorite thing in the world. Yes. The, the, Phillip's just having a day because we're just talking about scheduling the whole, the whole episode. It's amazing. <laughs> and maybe a little recruiting. So it's just a little cherry on top. <laughs> we'll talk about the basketball non-conference schedule right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Philip. So it is time to talk a little non-conference basketball schedule. They got, I believe, one, two, three, have eight, eight-ish games, something like that, including the Charleston Classic uh, in November, starting off with Green Bay, going to North, uh, to North Texas, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then you get the Charleston Classic from November 19th through 22nd. ORU, Marquette at, on the road or neutral site, uh, Oakland, Wichita State, Virginia Tech, which I love that game, and then Central Oklahoma there right before conference uh, schedule starts. All right, so we kick things off with Green Bay. First time I think these two teams have faced each other. Nice non-conference home game. North Texas is the, like, hoop hype XL. It's supposed to be a doubleheader. Um, not sure where this is played. I don't think this is being played at North Texas. This is probably played somewhere in DFW area as a neutral site thing. This was originally the uh, neutral game, site game against Louisville was supposed to be this date. That, that matchup, that tournament thing has been pushed off i think to next year so osu will face louisville in south carolina and or north carolina in 2021 as i understand um but north texas is the replacement here which is good north texas is uh they won conference usa last year this is a i'm i'm writing up a thing on the non-conference schedules we understand it now um review i like when i was talking gonna put a post in about teams i'd like to see to fill out the schedule before it came out i had north texas circled as a quality non-con game for the schedule okay they last year they would have been a a net one like a top 100 net team uh they were like top 75 for uh, ken palm this is a top 150 game that's a solid game on your non-conference schedule uh you get arkansas pine bluff two days later at home that's a nice w um close by team close by team i think that's something you'll notice with some of the games announced later close by team charleston classic uh no one from the Pac-12 in there that's part of this tournament. Um, so we still don't have the bracket yet. Uh, last year's bracket didn't get announced till like September, so it's probably going to be a little bit while before we see this, you know, who the matchups will be. Um, who is in there to this point? 
uh, who who isn't going to play now now that it, the Pac-12 isn't going to be in there? Uh, well, I mean, they never they never were. There was never a Pac-12. Oh, okay. I didn't know if there. I didn't, when you mentioned it, no, no, I didn't no. know if there was going to be if there was a team in there like back then. No, it's played in South Carolina today. So the, the gotcha. it includes uh, Charleston host school, uh, Houston, Penn State, Tennessee, uh, VCU, Seton Hall, and Florida State. Okay. So it's a nice lineup. VCU saw on yeah. team. Seton Hall was good this year. Here's the other thing. Remember, um, with so many players coming back, like this is Florida State, really good. VCU, solid team. Seton Hall, good team. Penn State, good team. Tennessee, good team. Houston's good. This is a good – this is a challenging lineup. This is yes. a challenging collection. Whoever – outside of Charleston, whoever Oklahoma State has to face, they're going to get – they're going to get a game all the way through this, three games. So um, – I would, we've played Florida State so many times now. Like part of yeah. me is like, can we just, can we get a game two? Uh, can we get like a VCU or Seton Hall in game one? That would be fun. That would be I don't cool. want to bother. You don't, don't bother me with Houston. Wouldn't come all the way to South Carolina to play a team from, from Texas. Right. Uh, Tennessee would be fun. So we'll see what, uh, how that one shakes out. Uh, then you come home for a game against Oral Roberts. I believe this is part of a home at home that they've, they've set up. Um, I know Coach Boynton had talked about them wanting to, keep Tulsa on the schedule on a regular basis. I think basically it's they want to make sure they have one of the in-state teams, if not both, on the schedule year in, year out. I think that's good for recruiting. I think it's just, oh, it's just nice to do. It's good for uh, the Big 12, Big East battle or challenge or whatever they call it. I don't remember the name for um, Road game at Marquette. It's on December 1st. Uh, Oakland at home, December 6th. I don't believe Oish. I've got to go back and look again. Don't think they've played or they've played like one time. Um, the Oakland at home, that's fine. Uh, Wichita State on the road, December twelfth. That's the, I think one of those games where they don't play on campus; they play in that. They have that other state the bigger arena, arena Wichita. in Wichita. Yeah. yeah, they'll play that one there. Uh, Virginia Tech at home on December nineteenth. This was a game that originally was being talked about as a neutral site game in Oklahoma City. They have moved this game to home. I love that. Yes. That is great. I am a huge, huge proponent of making sure there's one quality home, not one power conference, and that includes Big East here, folks, when we talk about basketball, home game in the non-conference schedule every year. I think there should be. I think the fans deserve it. And saying, well, you should only care to come see Oklahoma State. I want to come see Oklahoma State, but I also want to see Oklahoma State play a good team at home. Right. When they had Maryland on the schedule, when they had NC State on the schedule, they've had Virginia Tech, they've had Gonzaga. I'm not saying every home game has to be like marquee, but give me one name that – even the casual fan will be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is on the schedule at home every year. Right. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think this is a really – it's a good balance of a few challenging games and a few games to help Oakland State just get wins, you know, to help build the resume. Uh, yeah. The, the game against Marquette is, intrigues me a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just always a team that's sneaky good, big East. They're, they have a little bit of cachet. They're, you know, a team that's in the tournament usually, you know, every other year, if not every year. The Charleston Classic's gonna be really interesting with that lineup in there. Oklahoma State win two or three games, you know, win two games there, even win the whole thing. That's gonna go a long way. Those are a bunch of resume building wins very early on, and mm-hmm. you're already gonna play a tough conference schedule. I think a good showing there is gonna go a long way for this team. Virginia Tech's gonna be fun. You play them in GIA now, whether there's fans or not, but you get to play them in your home arena. That's a big deal. Uh, I'd rather play them in GIA than at Chesapeake or wherever the heck it would end up being. So. I, yeah. I think I think there's this is a really good slate for this team, especially with you know this team is going to be talented. They're going to be good. 
So I want to see them be challenged early, and I think we get a little bit of that. But I think I think the games against like Oakland, Green Bay, you know, UCO, they're they're going to get wins there. But if they can add on a few wins here and there for the rest of the slate, I feel pretty good about where this team's going to be. Yeah, they have that UCO game on December 29th, which is weird. It's not even like that a is one game. Weird. You can play those. I think that's very much a maybe doing UCO a favor, having a team from in-state just needed to get something else on the calendar. Scheduling right now is difficult because you didn't know what everyone was going to do. You can't get a Pac-12 game. Um, don't know whatever. It's fine. It's not awesome, but it's fine. The other game that hasn't been announced is who uh, is the Big 12 SEC Challenge that happens at the end of January every season. Don't know who Oklahoma State will be playing this year. Um, generally, those matchups are announced by now, but they haven't been because so much focus is on fall sports um, and trying to get all that figured out. So there's no SEC matchup yet. Not sure who that would be. Man, it'll be a it'll be a home game this year. Um, the the Big 12 has it set up so if you play a home game in the SEC, you play a road game in the Big East. Flip flop, flip flop, flip flop, flip flop. So it'll be a home game this year. Um, I would love to see a Tennessee or a Florida. Um, we'll see what happens. I hope it's not a bad team. I think OSU needs a good opponent on the schedule. Um, so I want to I want to talk about one thing, and it's kind of a theory, um, and why I think playing the non-conference schedule is i don't know if it's going to happen um you i don't want to it's such a complicated conversation about whether or not they'll play non-conference what they'll do with winter sports we have no idea yeah. basketball could be in bubbles there's conversations about all this i don't want to deal with all that what i do want to have is this conversation talk with brian ralph of uh heat check college basketball he and i have talked a few times he comes on my show and and he has a a theory and his co-host on his show um hope and ralph have a theory you know, Oklahoma State is appealing the postseason ban for this year, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know when that's going to – when the appeal process is going to continue. Um, that could be – it won't be until like October at the earliest before the season starts. <clears throat> um, they have a theory, and I like it, that if Oklahoma State comes out the gate and is good and – Cade Cunningham is playing player of the year level, leading this team. You know, they start off, they go to Charleston and they win the whole thing and, and knock off who's who of Florida State and Tennessee and Seton Hall to kick things off. And they're going to Wichita State and winning and they're beating Virginia Tech and they start off conference play well. And Cade is playing like a player of the year caliber player. The best reference I can make is to OU getting into the tournament in Trey Young's year, yeah. even though they hot started hot and had no business getting in based off of their Big 12 play. But they got in anyway because the NCAA tournament's about money. And you're not going to keep the most popular player, the guy everyone's talking about, and the player of the year out of the NCAA tournament. If Oklahoma State is in a similar situation where they start the year hot, they are ranked top 10, top 15, they're winning left and right. Cade is one of the best players in the country. Uh, um, he is leading this team. And then they can, depending upon how the Big 12 schedule starts, let's say they get into Big 12 schedule and they knock off a, cup, a Kansas or a Texas Tech or a Baylor, some of the top teams in the conference for this year. The, the theory is that the NCAA would do one of two things. They would overturn it or – Just delay it a year. 
they would just delay it a year, either by choice, because they say, you know what, we'll let you guys play in this year and we'll force you to do next year. Or they'll just delay the decision so late that, well, we'll just, we'll let you play this year because we haven't decided one way or the other yet. And then we'll make a decision about next year that they don't play in 2021. Um, that may not happen. It's a theory. It's assuming it's based off of, you know, the NCAA being the NCAA um, and it's about money. And if you're not going to try and keep the best player, like people have talked about like, Oh, well, the number one pick in previous years got, but they weren't the best player in, in college basketball. If Cade is starting the season off as, as looking like player of the year caliber, leading Oklahoma state to wins, beating some of the names on the team, on the schedule, i.e. Virginia tech. And if you get Florida state and if you, whoever the, if you're getting those wins, then OSU has a shot because the NCAA is the way it is. I like this theory. I'm probably putting on my orange, orange tinted glasses when we talk about this theory, but having non-conference would benefit OSU to give, opportunities for those to pile up wins to move up in the rankings and to prepare them for conference play so go straight into conference play man that's tough mm-hmm. if you don't have non-conference big 12 has play starts and you have to like go to oklahoma face kansas face baylor and then kansas state and they have a tough start then it, yeah i mean what, what are you gonna do i mean with sports in general it ain't about money it's all about money right if, if it's, all about, it's all about money yeah it's all about money. it's all yeah so, I mean, if Oklahoma State's playing, and it's not just that Cade Cunningham is playing, oh, he's, I mean, if he's as good as advertised, which is a legitimate player of the year, best player in college football, or college football, geez, college basketball, then I don't see any reason why the NCAA wouldn't do that. They did it with, for some reason, they did it with OU. You can go back and you can look at like Ben Simmons or some other team, but they weren't the best. They were just going to be the number one pick. There's a difference. I don't, th- I, I don't think that this theory is far in the realm of possibility. Now, we're also, we also have a little bit of, you know, skin in the game when it comes to wanting Oklahoma State to be in the tournament. Yeah. But I think Oklahoma State is a good enough team to get to the tournament. And if Kay Cunningham plays the level that we all think he can and that people are surrounding college basketball think he can, I don't see any reason why the NCAA would either overturn the decision or delay it. I think delay it's the likely possibility. I, I don't, I think the NCAA is too prideful to, overturn their decision especially when they tried to just stick it to some stick it to a team that whatever they can shove it and i i don't know i i i think there is a distinct possibility that that could be the case but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put all my chips in one basket and think that that's for sure gonna happen but it also wouldn't surprise me if that were the case especially if oklahoma state so you're hot like we think they can yeah so I mean, aside from just the fact that you want to see OSU win, there might be an extra benefit for them winning early. So, again, it's all just theory. It sounds good. You're like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like, it makes sense to me because I want it to be true. Um, But it's a theory. Hopefully it's a real one. Hopefully Mm -hmm. it's an accurate one. But we'll see. Uh, I know there, you, you need to talk about a little bit of recruiting news, I assume. Uh, uh, yeah. We're going to – I need to go back to work. So. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, As we record this at midday on a, on a Wednesday. All right, uh, fair enough. We, yeah. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that in on the next episode. I'm not as adept to the recruiting stuff as yours. I was going to defer to you on that, but, but I understand. We will be back here soon. Now that we actually know that we have sports to talk about, at least for the time being, we're going to try and upload a little more consistently uh, for you guys. Obviously, it's still a little different with – 
uh, with Philip having the baby and I'm actually starting a new job next week. So I don't know what my schedule is going to look like. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on when we get stuff up, but it's looking like at least right now we're 30 days out from football season starting. And that's exciting at least for now. That's the plan. So I love that. Uh, Philip, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Follow me personally at OKTXAR Poke. I uh, follow my show, 1012 Podcast, TEN, number 12 word podcast. Uh, we will be recording our Big 12 scheduled episode on Wednesday night. Should be up on Thursday, so you can check that out. We'll have our OSU preview sometime soon. We're going to keep doing previews until they tell us not to. So, All right. Follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFL. We'll be back with more news and Oklahoma State stuff uh, here soon. We'll talk to you all. Later.